Walkers. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stopping. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stopping. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. 
His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, Thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go. Welcome you to Victory Christian Fellowship and our Wednesday night refreshing service tonight. And if you're watching online, we just say welcome and hello to you. Father, we just declare your goodness in this place. We thank you, Lord, that you are good and greatly to be praised, and your mercy endures forever. And Lord, we bless you and praise you and we magnify you. Thank you for doing great and mighty things in us, through us, and to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
flowing out of you. Hallelujah. It's moving. It's bubbling. It's rushing. It's going. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, God's word is getting excited about. John was excited in the womb. Hallelujah. Israel was excited after they went through the Red Sea. Glory to God. Daniel was excited to sleep on the lion's bed. Hallelujah. David was excited when he brought the presence of God back to Israel with the ark. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Joseph was excited to rule Egypt. Glory to God. He was glad to get out of that prison. Hallelujah. Peter was excited to walk on water. He was excited to cast his net and catch those fish. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Bless your holy name. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we just honor you in this place tonight. And we are so grateful that your presence comes where we are. You're walking through the seats and in these aisles, Father. And you're ready to touch and help and deliver and to heal and to strengthen. And Lord, we're so grateful. And we thank you that you speak to us. I'm your good shepherd, says the Lord, and I'm prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Don't focus on your enemy. Focus on the table, on what I've set. Come and eat. Come and drink freely. Come and receive of my goodness. Come and receive the abundance of my hand. For I love you. I've chosen you. And I'm with you. And I will lead God and direct you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Someone say praise the Lord. Amen. Well, you may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Don't they do an amazing job? Hallelujah. Dr. Fiona sends her greetings. Uh, She is resting at home tonight. And uh, she's here in spirit. So glory to God. And because you're here, you have an opportunity to invest in the kingdom of God. You can do that anytime here. And if you're watching online, you can participate in that investment by going to our website and doing it that way. And, uh, you know, God blesses the giver. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. God will cause man to give into your bosom. Amen. So when we give, it opens up 
a bountiful way of return. And uh, God delights in your giving, and if you'd like to, you can. Father, I just speak a blessing over those here tonight. I thank you, Father, for their gifts and the givers that give them, Lord. And it goes into your kingdom. It promotes your work. It does your will. And, Lord, you cause them to have a great and abundant return in the name of Jesus. We bless them tonight, Father, in your holy and precious and wonderful name. Amen. Hallelujah. We got some awesome kids in this place tonight. For Kids Life, Kids Life on Wednesday, glory to God. We want to dismiss you now and our teachers. Thank you. Hallelujah, kids. Have a good class. Be blessed. Amen. You know, we're living in a time when we need some strong faith. God's given us a faith that overcomes the world. And there are things in this world that are happening that, you know, not everything that happens in the world represents God or his kingdom. But God's given us a faith. And he wants us to live by that faith. He wants us to have strong faith. Amen. Say, I'm ready ready. for some strong faith. faith. Hallelujah. And I want to feed your faith some good ingredients to help it be strong tonight. I want you to turn to Mark chapter 4 for just a moment. You know, God's precious, holy, wonderful word. It is the key to our success. It is the roadmap of victory. It is, it is the triumphant strategy plan over every challenge and every enemy. God's word is God. He stands by his word. And uh, he honors his word. And um, I just want you to look at something briefly here. Mark chapter 4. And uh, verse 14, the Bible said that the sower sows the word. You're going to hear the word of God tonight. Amen. And whenever you hear the word, you got to decide what you're going to do with it. Amen. God gives us the word, but he doesn't make us do what it says. He just puts it there. And it's good, it's right, it's true, and we got to do something with it. So the sower sows the word, verse 15, and these are they by the wayside, where the word is sown, but when they heard, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown. Okay, they heard the word, but it didn't get into their heart. It didn't get into their life. It didn't penetrate anything. It just remained on the surface. It was easy pickings. You know, when you hear the word, you got to let it get inside of you. How do you let it get inside of you? You make a decision that that is for me. I'm taking it in. Amen. Do you have to think about putting a piece of chicken and getting it on the inside of you? If you got some fried chicken in front of you, do you have to say, how am I going to get this inside of me? Right? No, you just take a bite and start chewing and voila, it's inside of you. Amen? Amen. See, I gotta get the word inside of me. 
You know, Satan can steal the word that's on the surface, but he can't steal the word that's in you. Because when it's in you, it becomes a lethal weapon. All right? So, Satan came and stole the word. Now, when you have the word stolen, you can't benefit from it, can you? Okay? Verse 16. Well, uh, yeah, verse 16. And these are likewise which are sown on stony ground. When they heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. All right, yeah, it's good. Okay, so they received it. Right? It got in. It, it penetrated their life a little bit. They received it. How did they receive it? With gladness. There's joy in the word. It comes with gladness. All right? But they have no root in themselves. In other words, they never let that word develop. They never let that word get some roots down. You know, when a a tree has roots, it's harder to uproot. Because the roots go down and get a hold of things. And they only endure for a time. We don't want Christians who just endure for a time. We want some long-lasting Christians. Amen? Who, who, can, who can face a challenge and come through and said, praise God, that's my testimony on the other side. We want some Christians who can endure some things. Amen? Why couldn't they endure? Because of affliction or persecution arose for the word's sake. People started to criticize you about the word, how it was changing you, how you received it, how the effect, they were criticizing you of the effects of, oh, you got too much joy. Oh, how, how can you be so peaceful when all this stuff is going on? What do you mean you don't carry cares? Oh, I cast all my cares to him. See, people start criticizing you for the effects of the word and that persecution and that pressure. It causes you to lose what you had. And they are offended. In other words, Satan was, was able to offend you. Knock you on your you-know-what. All right, verse 18. These are they which are sown among thorns. They hear the word. Notice all these heard the word. But the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and loss of other things entering in, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. How can I make the word unfruitful when your focus isn't the word, but it's on other things? It's on other things. Cares of this world, that can include a lot of things. Bills I got to pay. Things I got to do, the housework, the dishes, got to walk the dog if you have a dog. Amen. How many know that the devil can put up distractions? And if, you can t- if he can get you to get your eyes off of Jesus, then he can sink you like Peter Peter was walking on the water as long as he was looking on Jesus. But when, it, when his eyes got on the storms, what happened? He started to sink. So you got to guard your focus. All right? And then uh, verse 20. Say, this is me. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it, bring forth fruit, some 30, 60, or 100 fold. Amen? 
So we, if you want to be a strong believer, you've got to hear what God says. You have to believe what God says. You have to do what God says. And you have to get involved with God's purpose and will. All right? Simple, but powerful. All right, let me say that again. If you want, if you want your faith to be strong, you gotta hear what God says. Cause what comes when you hear God's word? Faith. Okay? Then you gotta believe what God said. Yes, what, everything that God said is true. Everything that God said is so. And your believing it makes it available to you. When you believe it, you trust it. When you believe it, you rely on it. Alright? Thirdly, you gotta do what God says. And you got to get involved with God's purpose. God's got a purpose for every one of us. Amen? Are you involved fully with God's purpose? Do you know what your assignment is? Do you know what God has brought you to this earth for? If you don't, you can find that out. And the quicker you find that out, the better it will be for you. Amen? Every one of us have an assignment. Okay? Hallelujah. Now go with me to uh, Galatians chapter 5. Faith cooperates with other things. Everything that is made has ingredients, right? When you combine certain chemicals, they produce other things. You can combine certain minerals with uh, things and they, they can combine other things, right? You can bake a cake. How many know cake has ingredients? And uh, if there's a missing ingredient, it won't come out like it should. And if there's a missing ingredient in our faith, our faith is not going to work like it should. Amen? God gave us faith. He gave to every man the measure of faith. What are you doing with your measure? Are you making it grow? Are you making it bigger? Or are you making it smaller? Or weaker? Or ineffective? Amen? God's given us a measure, and what we do with that measure will determine how it turns out, okay? And, you know, faith combines with fruit in order for it to be effective. And there's fruit that we've been given of the Holy Spirit. And we, we gotta mix fruit with faith in order to make our faith strong, make our faith effective. Make our faith powerful. Amen? And in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, it says this. But the fruit of the Spirit, singular fruit, singular Spirit. This is fruit that is produced when the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you. It is the nature of God. It is the characteristic of our Father. And when the Holy Ghost comes in, 
See, we now have been made and created after Jesus Christ. Are we a new creature or an old creature? If any man be in Christ, are you in Christ? If you're in Christ, then you are a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See, I'm becoming newer every day. Yeah, the outward man perishes, but the inward man is renewed every day. Glory to God. I'm getting better looking on the inside. Amen? I'm getting stronger on the inside. Yeah, this house that I live in, you know, it'll age, it'll change, but my spirit man is being renewed every day. Why? Because my spirit man is connected with God. He's given me a new nature. I had a spiritual resurrection. I've been resurrected from the dead, glory to God. So the fruit of the Spirit is love. Tonight I'm going to show you how faith is connected to fruit. Amen? It's love, joy, peace. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law or there is no limit. Say, there's no limit to the amount of fruit I can produce. And he goes on to say, they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. How many know you got to change your address? I got a new address. It's called in the spirit. I live at Randall Circle, but I also live in the Spirit. Amen? What does it mean to live in the Spirit? It means to have a vital, living, ongoing relationship with the Holy Spirit. He's on the inside of us. You can talk with Him. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will teach you. He will bring you into all truth. He will show you things to come. He will empower you for service. I'm living in the Spirit. I'm no longer living in the flesh. My flesh doesn't tell me what to do. My spirit tells me what to do. Why? Because my spirit is born again. My flesh hasn't been born again yet, so i got to keep it under. Does an Olympic athlete have to keep their flesh under? Can they just eat whatever they want to eat? Can they just do whatever they want to do? You realize they spend hours a day training in whatever event they do. They, 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 they exercise. They train. They practice. Right? They, they, they schedule their whole life around their regimen. So... And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. That means listening to the Spirit every day. Walking is always representative of daily life in the Bible. That means we're walking in the light. That means we're walking in agreement with the Holy Spirit. That means we're, we're, we're doing things that He likes, and we're not doing things He doesn't like. Amen? How many know that we have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit? On the day of Pentecost, when God poured out his spirit on all flesh, he 
did not open their mouths and move their mouths and make them speak words. He gave them the power. It was seen physically, it was seen visibly with flames on their head, but they were the ones that had to speak. And they spoke in languages they never learned or studied or even had any insight to. It was a supernatural thing. They had to yield to the Holy Spirit. And we have to yield to the Holy Spirit. So I live in the Spirit, but then I walk in the Spirit. I cooperate with Him every day. Amen? Alright? So, go with me to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. And um, Second Peter. And let's look at verse uh, let's look at verse five. And he says, beside this, beside the precious promises that we've been given. How many know God's promises are precious? They're life-giving. All right? Beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Everybody say, add to your faith. In order for you to have strong, effective faith, there are some ingredients that you need to add to your faith. And it it helps it, it strengthens it, it stabilizes it, it makes it stronger, glory to God. Everybody say, i got to add some things to my faith. And notice he said, giving all diligence. How many know adding to your faith is serious business? It takes effort. It takes study. It takes listening. It takes reading. It takes meditating. It takes praying and communicating with God. We got to add some things to our faith. Hallelujah. Okay. What do we add to our faith? Number one, add to your faith virtue or moral excellence or, uh, Goodness, all right? We gotta add to our, in other words, if we say that we believe God, there's a certain way that we should live. Amen? How many believe that? Faith is a lifestyle. God wants us to live by faith, and He made faith livable. Okay? So we gotta add to our faith virtue. What flowed out of Jesus when the woman touched Him? Virtue. Okay? Then we got to add to our faith, knowledge. Everybody say knowledge. What kind of knowledge do we need to add to our faith? Revelation knowledge. We need to know, we need to grow in our knowledge of God. We need to, we need to understand how his kingdom works, right? We need to add knowledge to our faith. Where do we get the knowledge to add to our faith? The B-I-B-L-E, Right? 
God gave us a resource information right here. Amen. So we got to add virtue to our faith. We got to add knowledge to our faith. Right. And we got to add temperance to our faith. What's temperance? Self-control. You mean I got to control myself? Yes. Why? Because you used to be self-controlled of the flesh. Until a new master moved in. And he moved in by your invitation. He didn't just come in and knock down the door. You invited him in. You said, Jesus, be my Lord. And when you did, he moved in, right? That means when, when he came in, you declared him as Lord. And he said, yes, I am. And he moved into our life. Now, everybody say this. Say, God is Lord. And I'm not. That means now we got to live our lives yielded to him. Pleasing him. Putting him first. Come on. If we don't do this, it's going to hinder our faith. It's going to not make our faith effective. It's going to not make our faith work like it should. Jesus didn't pay the high price that he did for us to live any way that we want to. We got to live like he wants us to. Amen. Jesus said, be holy for I'm holy. And, and he doesn't lower the standard for anybody. Okay. All right. So we got to add to our faith temperance or self-control and patience. Oh, yeah. We got to add patience to our faith. Did you know uh, patience? Faith is patient. Faith is loving. Faith is joyful. Faith is peaceful. Faith is long-suffering. Faith faith has self-control. Amen. Faith is kind. Faith is good. Faith is all the fruit of the Spirit. Why? The Holy Spirit is a spirit of faith. We having the same spirit of faith. Amen? So we got to add to... Our faith, patience. And then we got to add to our faith, godliness. Jesus told his disciples, he said, have faith in who? God. We need to add godliness. In, in other words, character that represents the characteristics of God. we got to add godliness is a necessary ingredient to strong faith. And then we have to add to our faith brotherly kindness or a.k.a. affection. How many know you got to be nice to your brothers? Amen. And notice this is different than the next one because he said add to your brotherly kindness love. We're supposed to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. If you're having a problem loving, then you're having a problem believing. I didn't write this. And to brotherly kindness love. Notice verse 8. For if these things be in you. Why does he say if these things be in you? You've got to choose for them to be in you. If you're going to make a cake, you've got to choose to put some eggs in it. You've got to choose to put some flour in it. Amen? 
How, how many ever baked something? Do the ingredients just jump in the pan by themselves? Who's ever doing the baking has to put them in. If these things be in you, you got to decide that you're going to be a fruit producer. How, how can I produce fruit better? Meditate on Galatians 5.22. Meditate on it. That you may observe to do. God told Joshua, he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. Then you'll have your, make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. But the, the, the studying and the meditating and the speaking comes before the success and prosperity. Okay, verse 8, if these things be in you and abound, what does that word abound mean? In other words, you can't have the same level of fruit you had last year. It's got to be increasing. You've got to be constantly adding fruit to the recipe. More love, more peace, more joy. You've got you've to increase. If these things be in you and abound. They make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to be barren or unfruitful. How many want to be fruitful? Well, then you got to have these things in you and they got to abound. But he that lacks these things is blind. Can blind people get around by themselves? No, they can't even prevent themselves from stumbling. If these things, if you lack these things, you're blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that you were purged from his old sins. Okay? So let me, uh, let me show you how these are connected to faith. Alright? Why? This is going to produce some strong faith in you. Say, I'm a strong believer. Say, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Say, he strengthens me with his might. Oh, hallelujah. Whose might? His might. God gives you his strength. Glory to God. All right, go to Galatians 5, 6. Galatians 5, 6. I'm going to, I'm going to show you how faith is connected to fruit. Okay. Galatians 5, 6, I'll read it from the King James. Hallelujah. Here we go. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but faith that works by what? Oh, the number one fruit that we need to have in our lives is love and faith works by love. Faith is connected to love. And when you have a faith-love connection, glory to God, you're on your way to having strong faith, overcoming faith, amen? Effective faith, powerful faith, demon-casting out faith, overcoming challenges faith, getting your supplies met faith, hallelujah. Faith works by love. All right? Okay? And I, I got a bunch of other scriptures, but I don't have time to go into them. Just, I'm just going to give you the one. All right? Uh, 
Then we have joy. Thank God for joy. Joy is a Bible word. And we should never be ashamed of joy. Go to Romans 15. Romans 15 and verse 13. I'm just pointing out how faith is connected to fruit. And you need the fruit to go along with your faith to make it quick and powerful and effective. Okay? Romans 15, 13. It says this. Now the God of hope fill you with, with what? All joy and peace in believing. That's faith. That you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Faith is connected with joy. Faith is connected with love. And when you've got that connection, your faith is going to be strong, powerful, and effective. Now. Everybody say now. Now. You don't have to wait. Right now. You can have it now. The God of hope fill you with all joy. God himself fills you with all joy. He will make all, my goodness, he'll put some joy. Uh, listen, there's not, you got some room for some more joy. He'll put some more in there. Amen? Joy affects your face. Joy is not silent. But the God of hope. He will fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Glory to God. All right? Go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 23. When your faith is connected to love and joy and peace... Peace is to be at rest. Faith rests in God. Faith believes God because what you're believing for, you can't do. If you could do it, you wouldn't need faith. But because you need God to do it, you got to put your faith in God. All right, Ephesians 6, 23. Peace be to you, brethren, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Woo! Faith is connected to love, faith is connected to joy, and faith is connected to peace. Just like the ankle bone is connected to the shin bone and the shin bone connected to the knee bone. We're all connected. When something's not connected, it's painful. It hurts. But there's a divine connection between faith and fruit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, go to Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6, coffee maker 6. Hebrews 6 and verse 12. I basically went through the fruit of the Spirit and I'm showing you how it's connected to faith. All right? Hebrews 6, 12. That you be not slothful 
Aren't you glad that God delivered you from being a sloth? You know how a sloth praises the Lord? A sloth is stuck in slow motion. All right. That you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Faith in what? Sometimes an inheritance is not immediate. Because maybe you didn't even know that you were in the will. And someone has to contact you to let you know that, hey, so-and-so left you in their will. And then you have to go and hear the will read. Hallelujah. We are in the will reading session tonight. God is reading you his will. And he's, t- he's telling you that you're an heir. But it's through faith and patience that we inherit the promises. How many know Abraham had to walk in patience? God said he was going to be a father of many nations. God made him a father of many nations. He had it there, but it took him some time to get it. That's patience. See, what's, what's going to happen is the devil will try to get you impatient. I'm going to deal with that in here just a little bit. Okay? So we got love, joy, peace. Patience, right? Our faith is connected. Our faith is getting stronger. Glory to God. How many's ever been to a fair and, and you see that game where you gotta hit the hammer, you gotta try to hit the bell, right? Well, if you're, if you're not strong enough, the light only goes halfway up. Or if you're a little stronger, it goes three quarters up. But if you're really strong, you ring that bell. We're gonna ring the bell tonight. We're going all the way tonight. Our faith is going to, you're going to come out of here with such strong, locomotive strength, faith. You, you, you're going you're gonna to come out of here with, with bull charging faith. You, you're you're going to come out of here with, with NASCAR go faith. You're going to come out of here with space shuttle faith. Hallelujah. You're going to come out of here with nuclear exploding faith. Hallelujah. Why? Because you got to make the right connections. Glory to God. All right? So we got patience. Go to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, starting with verse 12. Are you having fun tonight? Hallelujah. You ever hear how faith was connected to fruit? Amen. This is a revelation. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God. How many has God elected? Did you know God voted for you? He elected you. You are God's elect. You didn't even know your name was on the ballot. Hallelujah. But he elected you. What did he elect you to? He elected you to sonship, to a position with him on the throne, seated in heavenly places, blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. You've been elected to that position. You've been chosen. You are a chosen race, a holy people. Glory to God. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, 
bowels of mercies or compassion, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. How many know we got living the life of faith is living like Christ lived? Okay? And above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Oh, glory to God. Love is the icing on the cake. Hallelujah. Love is the whipped cream on the, on the chocolate sundae. Glory to God. Love is the cheese on the everything pizza. Hallelujah. And let the peace of God rule your hearts, to which also you are called into one body, and be thankful. And be thankful. You got to be forgiving, and you got to be thankful. If you're not forgiving and you're not thankful, your faith will be negatively affected. So, our faith is connected to kindness. Alright? Go to Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3. Hallelujah. I didn't know I'd get so excited, but glory to God, it feels good. Titus chapter 3. And verse 4, it says, But the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man, appears. Amplified says, But the goodness and the kindness of God. Hallelujah. How many know our God is good? Say, God is good. Say, God is good to me. Say, God is good to me all the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go to Luke chapter 6. Luke 6. Luke 6. And uh, we're going to look at verse 8. Hallelujah. Oh, no, no. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to Luke. Uh. No, let's go to First uh, Peter two. First Peter two. First Peter two two. He says in verse two, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, or the pure milk of the word, or the good milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. How many know milk does the body good? You know, when you read the word, you get a milk mustache. All right? So goodness, our faith is connected to goodness. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Hebrews 10, 23. Hallelujah. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Hallelujah. How many know faith has a profession? 
In order for you to have strong faith, you're going to have to use your mouth. You're going to have to speak words. Hallelujah, because that is part of how faith works. That's how we get born again, right? We got born again by calling Jesus Lord and inviting him in to be Savior. Amen? And he says this, let us hold fast. That means don't let go. Don't change your profession. If you claim victory, talk victory, even when it doesn't feel like victory. If you, if you need to be healed, talk healing, even when it doesn't look like healing's happening. You talk healing. Why? You're holding fast to your profession. You're not letting any outside influence change your words that you say. We got to make a confession based on God's word and stick with it. How many know Jarius? Right? He had a daughter who was near death. He came to Jesus. He worshipped him. He said, come lay your hands on my daughter. She's, she's sick she, she, and she will be healed. Right? And Jesus went with him. Right? And they're walking. And they get to his house. And the servants come out. And they said, don't bother the master anymore. She's dead. And, and Jesus had to look at Jairus and said, don't fear, only believe. Why? He could have started saying, oh goodness, my daughter's dead. There's no hope now, my daughter. He could have said that. But no, he had to keep what he originally said. Come, lay your hands on her, and she will live. And in the face of a change of circumstance, he had to keep saying the same thing that he originally said. And Jairus didn't say a word. And so Jesus went into the room. Bible says he did exactly what Jairus said. He touched her. She was healed and she was risen. Amen. If he had changed his words, it would have hindered Jesus from doing that miracle. We got to hold fast to our profession of faith. Why? He is faithful. Say God is faithful. God will never let you down. He will never deceive you. He always helps you. He wants to bless you. Amen? Amen. So our faith must be connected to faithfulness. Notice God never wants us to be faith empty. He always wants us to be faithful. Full of faith. Say, I'm full of faith. faith. You know what happens when you're full of faith? You kill giants. You cross over waterways on dry land. When you're full of faith... You just show up to a battle and all you do is gather the spoil. You don't have to fight. Ooh, hallelujah. Come on, we, we gotta have some spoil gathering seminars. Amen? Just show up. That's what Jehoshaphat did. This battle is not yours, it's the Lord. Just show up. He showed up. The enemy killed himself. Okay, three days. All they had to do was gather the spoil. He didn't have to lift a spear or a sword. All they had to do was send some praise to God. See, when you're full of faith, you fight your battles. Di- when you're full of faith, you fight battles differently. You have a divine strategy. Do you think any man would have conceived walk around the city of Jericho uh, seven times on the seventh day, do it seven times in one day, and and that's how you're going to win the city? No, that was a divine strategy. That made no military sense whatsoever, but it made all sense to faith. Hallelujah. Okay, go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4.
What does it mean to be faithful? It means that you carried out your faith to victory. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. How many know we got to walk worthy of the calling that God called us with? How do we walk worthy? We add fruit to our faith. That's walking worthy. That's living it out. Amen? God is looking for some people with real, genuine, and sincere faith. Amen? Unfeigned faith. No guile, no deceit. Just plain, sincere, genuine, real faith. Because that's the kind of faith that moves mountains. That's the kind of faith that raises dead people. That's the kind of faith that causes things to happen. That causes circumstances to change. All right? Verse 2, with all lowliness and meekness. Another word for meekness is gentleness. With long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So our faith must be connected to gentleness. Jesus said, I am gentle and lowly. I am meek. He said, come to me and learn of me. He said, my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you're walking around with a heavy burden, you didn't get it from Jesus. His burden is light. He said that himself. He is gentle. Amen? The Holy Spirit came on Jesus like a dove. It was gentle, but gentle means you pack a lot of power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, you know what gentleness means? It means uh, live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and uh, it's forsaking self-righteousness, and uh, it means a gentle force. How many know Jesus was gentle, but he wasn't a pushover? People tried to kill him, but couldn't. How How did you avoid death? I just walked away. Amen? Gentleness, meekness, meekness is not weakness. You know what the Bible said? The meek or the gentle shall inherit the earth. Hallelujah. You want to inherit the earth? Anybody here want to inherit the earth? All right. Then be gentle. How you treat people, how you speak. Don't Don't let harshness... You know, sometimes we can be harsh. The flesh is harsh. And when, when, you, when you are harsh with someone, when you speak in a harsh way, when you treat them harshly, that, that's what the slave masters did in Egypt. They treated them harshly. They had harsh labor. They abused them. God doesn't want us to abuse people. He wants us to be gentle. We're supposed to correct people in the spirit of gentleness. We're supposed to, if someone falls, we're supposed to go in a spirit of meekness to try to restore them lest we uh, suffer the same thing. Thank God for gentleness. Shepherds are gentle. They're not bopping the sheep over the head with a stick. They're leading, they're going before the sheep. They're leading them to pasture. They're protecting them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, 2 Timothy 1.7. 
2 Timothy 1 7. Here's what it says. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That means self-discipline. That means a well-tempered attitude of self-control. Who else is going to control you if yourself doesn't? Amen? Having a sound mind involves or it includes self-control. Controlling self. Be angry and sin not. How do you be angry and sin not? You control yourself. Does that mean never get angry? No, God got angry, but you don't let that anger just carry over. You know, once, if you got, if you got something hot on the stove and it's boiling, it's time to take it off. Right? You don't want it to boil over. See, anger out of control will boil over. Anger that's in control, you'll be able to turn it off and it won't boil over. It stays in the pot. So our faith is connected to self-control. Amen? Let me just say, tell you this. A faithful life, living a lifestyle of faith, makes you master over your circumstances. How many want to master your circumstances versus your circumstances mastering you? Well, in order to master your circumstances, you've got to live a life by faith. You've got to have your faith connected to fruit. Glory to God. Here's a faith salad, and here's a joy pie, a love pie, a peace pie, a patience pie, a goodness pie, a kindness pie, a self-control pie, hallelujah, a faithful pie, glory to God. You get faith in all this that comes with it, glory to God. It's included in the price, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God made faith something that we can do every day. We got to commit to carrying out God's commands and following his direction every day. Okay, I got to deal with something. Go to Numbers chapter 21. And then I'm going to end on a high note. Numbers 21. I feel some somebody's baking some faith bread tonight, and it's rising. Glory to God. It's rising. Hallelujah. The aroma of the faith bread is filling the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Numbers 21, verse 4. And they journeyed from Mount Hor... By the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. 
And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Wherefore have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loathes this light bread, talking about manna. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much of Israel died. What was happening here? They had to go around. They couldn't go through Edom. So they had to go around. And the way that they went around, it was hard. It was rough. It was rocky. It was not really f- pleasant. And when, when you think something is too hard, you have exited faith and you have entered flesh. And because the, the, the way was hard, they considered it to be hard. What, is it, what was the first response? They started to complain against God. This is too hard, God. Why did you bring me here? Why did you take me this way? It's too hard. Do you think carrying the cross was easy? After being beaten, bruised, spit upon, mocked, beard torn, slapped, hit, bleeding, wounded. You didn't hear one complaint out of Jesus. He dealt with it in the garden. He said, Father, if there's another way, let's take it. But if not, your will, not mine. He was, he was ready for the challenge. Faith is ready for the challenge. So the people... When, when you think something is too hard, you have gotten out of faith. Discouragement set in. Impatience set in. And when those things took over, they began to complain against God. And they began to say things that weren't even true. God, why did you bring, God did not bring them out there to die. He brought them out there to live. My goodness, he sent them bread from heaven. He gave them water from a rock. Whenever they needed something, he provided it. When they, when they whined about meat, he gave them meat. He said, I'll give you so much meat, it'll be coming out of your nostrils, but I'll give you meat. Be careful what you complain about. Okay? Now I want to end on a good note. The enemy will tempt you. To get discouraged if you think something is too hard. All right? Let me tell you what God thinks about what is hard. Okay? Are you with me? I'm just going to give you five scriptures. And I'm going to give you God's thoughts about what he thinks about what is hard. Go to Luke 137. 137. Luke 137. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke 137. For with God. Everybody say with God. Are you with him? Or are you without him? I'm saying I'm with him. So if you're with him, then that applies to you. With God, how many things will be impossible? Nothing will be impossible. So that means there's nothing too hard, nothing too difficult, nothing too big, nothing too great. Why? With God, all things are possible. With God, nothing is impossible. I'm with God. Are you with God? Okay. Go to, go to Mark 9.23. Mark 9.23. Hallelujah. Mark 9:23. This was the man whose son was possessed by a demon. He was thrown into a fire and he came to Jesus and said, if you can do anything, God said, if I can do anything, if you can believe. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, how many can believe tonight? 
Can you believe the Bible? Can you believe what God said is true? Hallelujah. That means this is, this is for you. All things are possible to who? Only to believers. Only to, it's a special class of people. All things are possible to believers. If you're an unbeliever, it doesn't apply to you. If you doubt, it doesn't apply to you. It only applies to those who believe. How many things are possible to them that believe? All things. That means nothing's too hard, nothing's too difficult, nothing's too great, nothing's too big. Okay, Genesis 18, 14. Genesis 18, 14. Glory to God. Genesis 18, 14. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. When, am I, when are we going to have a baby, God? I'm in my 90s. I'm not ready for this. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Is anything too hard for God? When you come up against a, something hard in life, God says, that's an opportunity for me to work. That's an opportunity for me to show my greatness. That's an opportunity for a miracle to occur. Hallelujah. Nothing is too hard. Glory to God. All right. Go to Jeremiah 32, 17. Jeremiah 32, 17. Woo, hallelujah. You got your shouting clothes on? Yeah. Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen. Ah, Lord God, you have made the heavens and the earth. Think about this now. You know the one who made the heavens and the earth. Everybody say he made it. He made it. So whenever there's a problem, he can fix it. Okay? And by your great power, all right, an outstretched arm, right? And where is his power? Where is his power now? His resurrection power is in you. Same spirit of Christ raised up. He will quicken you. Amen. The, Ephesians tells us that the power of God is in us. There is nothing too hard for you. Hallelujah. There's no mountain too big. No valley too low. No thing impossible. And then finally, Matthew 19. Matthew 19, 26. Hallelujah. Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God, what? All things things are possible. The, The disciples were questioning whether or not a rich man can get into heaven. You wouldn't say that unless you had some money. Amen? How many know God wants you to have money? God wants you to have fun in life. He wants you to have an abundant life. Is anything too hard for God? Can he bring it to pass? Can he do it? Can he make it happen? Can he change your circumstance? Can he heal your body? Can he change whatever you need to change in your life? Hallelujah. We are people of faith. Amen. We have strong, vibrant faith because our faith is connected with fruit. And because our faith is connected with fruit, we can believe the impossible to be possible for us. It's not impossible. It is possible for us. Why? Because we believe. Glory to God. All things are possible to them that believe. I can be healed. I can prosper. I can overcome. This thing can change. Amen. Hallelujah. And Jesse Duplantis said this. You got to know exactly what you're believing for. You got to know exactly what you're going to get. 
Well, if you believe in what God said, you believe in what he said. Amen. You got to know exactly in whom you believe. How many know in whom you believe? You believe in the Almighty. You believe in El Shaddai. You believe in Jehovah Rapha. You believe in Jehovah Jireh. Amen? Amen. This is who you believe in. And you got to be expecting spiritual progress can only occur with strong belief. Someone say praise the Lord. I believe that we're cranking your faith tonight. You are a mighty warrior for God. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Say tonight, I got a faith boost. My faith is strong. It works powerfully. When I speak to mountains that are in my way, I cast them into the sea. I do not doubt, but I believe that what I say is going to come to pass. I release power when I speak. I have the authority of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible to you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can have anything that you want as long as it's in line with God's will. God wants you to have an abundance. Jesus didn't come to give you a life that you can barely get along. I didn't get, he didn't come to give you a life that's going to cause you to grumble and murder. He came to give you an abundant life. More than enough. Overflowing. Too much life. Hallelujah. That's the life that he came to give us. Glory to God. It's time that we receive it, believe it, and start walking in it. Start acting like we got abundance. Amen. Start acting like we're overcomers. Start acting like we're giant killers. Giant, we make giants shake in their boots. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Strong faith. Strong faith. Not weak faith. Faith that endures. Faith that rises up to challenges. Faith that takes property. Glory to God. Faith that stands on the promises and will not be moved. Do you know if you stand on a promise, no one can shove you off? You have to choose to get off of that promise. We're like a bulldog with a bone. Give a bulldog a bone and see if you can take it away. (laughs) You got to clamp your teeth onto that promise. This is my bone and you ain't taking it from me. Glory to God. Got to have some bulldog faith. Amen. Overcoming faith. But you got to live the life. You got to talk the talk and you got to walk the walk. You can't just make an empty confession. See, if you're not living it, then don't say it. If it's not real to you in here, don't say it yet until it, until the light comes on in here and it's real to you. Then when you say it, you'll have power. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible says when Jesus comes back, will he find faith on the earth? That means that there is so many people who won't be in faith when he returns.
but not us. We're going to be in faith. We're going to stay in faith. We're going to walk by faith. Amen. We're going to live by faith. Amen. We're going to fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to believe God no matter what. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to India next Wednesday. And I'll be gone for two, two Wednesdays. So next Wednesday, you're going to have the privilege of hearing Dr. Fiona. And then after that, you're going to hear Pastor Nelson. Amen. So I want you to come and, and support them. Amen. And pray for me while I'm gone. Hallelujah. I'm going to be representing VCF around the world. And, uh, you're, we're going to, we're going to teach Bible school, Bible school students. Amen. And, uh, I fly about, I spend about 50 hours in airports and airplanes. So glory to God. I'm excited. And, uh, but say with my faith, there's nothing I cannot do. I can do all things. I can have all things. I'm healed. I'm redeemed. I'm chosen. I'm strong. I'm mighty. I'm powerful. I'm electrifying. I'm full of the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, go and do something great with your faith. Amen.